welcome to episode three of In the City podcast. Today, we are talking about travel because I am itching to travel. I cannot wait to travel. Um, we kicked off the new year with a trip to Lake Tahoe that we talked about briefly last week um, while I had my guest, my husband, Jason. And today, I'm so excited. We have brand manager of Stroller in the City, Madison, joining us to talk about travel because she actually has been domestically and internationally uh, traveled with her six-month-old baby. And I want to know how it, what goes on, all the paperwork. That you, it's so much more paperwork now with COVID. Um, so I want to know the ins and the outs. I know we only traveled domestically this year, um, but it was definitely um, a bumpy road. So I definitely want to talk about that too. Um, while traveling is amazing right now, there's also a lot of things that didn't happen pre-COVID that are now happening and definitely things that we should be aware of. So again, you're listening to In the City podcast with Brianne Manzo Schuller in the City and Madison will be joining us today. Um, yeah, Hi, Madison. I'm so excited and I'm so excited to be talking about traveling because I know it's on all of our minds. Um, we've just been so deprived of this passion of all of ours. Absolutely. I definitely felt more energized when we were traveling like the last, like two weeks ago. Like I just felt like my head was clear. I was like happier. I was in a different location. Well, it um, like resets your energy and it inspires you and you taste new foods and meet new people and see new things. So like it totally reju- rejuvenates your energy. And while we've had to quarantine and like, you know, stay safe during COVID, we haven't had that source of inspiration. I agree with you 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, and we basically have stayed put for the last two years. I mean, we were going somewhere once a month. We were traveling somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was really great up until, up until the global <laughs> pandemic. Absolutely. I know. I mean, we went to places locally, I think, within the last two years. And then finally, we, you know, actually got on a plane and had a proper vacation, family vacation. And the kids, too, like you can tell, like there was like a shift in their mood and their vibe and their energy. And I mean, we got back, what, two weeks ago, and they're still talking about it. So it was great. I know. And it's great, just like family bonding and family memory. It's just traveling is the best and I hope we can all get back to it more frequently soon. For sure. For sure. I agree with you. And also it's like, even for me, like with content wise, it's like great content. Like I'm shooting video and you know, I'm, I'm writing more and I'm feeling more inspired by like my surroundings, you know? So that was always, that's just such a plus. But I also, so I first want to talk about traveling internationally because this is something you've done we are potentially going somewhere within the next couple of weeks and i just want to know like what are the protocols i know they change daily yeah um, but with getting covid tested and the paperwork and you know leaving the country re-entering the country um what take us like what you had to go through before you left you went to Turks and Caicos yeah so we went to Turks and Caicos which is British owned and I think that these you know logistics and these rules apply to going to Great Britain as well um so we had to be both vaccinated and tested and that it didn't matter if it was an antigen or um not, but it, you just had to be tested and vaccinated. So you know at least everyone on the flight has both, right? They've been tested mm-hmm. and are vaccinated. Where with domestic flights, there's no protocol besides a mask. 
Absolutely. Um, and so, so that was like great reassurance going down to the Caribbean, just knowing that on the flight, they also like, you know, rejuvenate the air like every 17 minutes or whatnot. So that was always great too. But yeah, so you get tested and you show your proof of vaccination, you upload it to their website, their government like tourism website, uh, 72 hours before boarding. Okay. And you get government clearance. Oh, so, so government has to clear you. Yes. And that's for anyone that's, that's eligible for a vaccine has to have both the vaccine and the test. So, you know, with the baby, he was four months at the time and they're not vaccinating babies yet. And so he didn't need proof of vaccination or a test, but right. he still needed government clearance because he was still a traveler, like within our family. So he was the first approved because it was the easiest to approve because there was no paperwork. But um, then shortly after, I think within 12 hours, my husband and I were approved. And so while there were logistics involved in traveling there that, you know, were much more detailed than usual, it's, I wouldn't say it was necessarily very difficult or not user friendly. It was very user friendly. Okay. And then go back to the test. You said it doesn't have to be antigen. So like, are you able to take out at home rapid or no? No, so you have to go and get a test at, um, like, a tourism. You know, they have these, like, um, tourism vaccination sites when you're traveling to certain countries that require certain vaccination. And so they on their website, they show a list of all the places that are working with that government where you can go and get tested. So we went to a place that was, like, in Jersey City because we were flying out of Newark. Um, and... And so they're doing the test there. And then you you also, so besides just the vaccination and the test, you also need traveler's insurance just in case you end up getting COVID on your trip. Oh, yeah. The traveler's insurance is $90. You know, it's reasonable considering it's mandatory. And um, that insurance is good for a month. Okay. So you can get it ahead of time of traveling, even if you're taking a long trip, you know, it covers you. And this is necessary? Like, you have to have this or you're just suggesting this? No, you have to. At least oh. for Turks and Caicos. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't know that either. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, so, and so we did all that. And then once you're on the flight, I mean, you have to bring all that same paperwork that you had uploaded to their website with you. You, you want to carry it with you. Um, and they check it at customs when you arrive. And okay. yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's where we are today with COVID, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, like, look, we haven't even traveled internationally, so I have no idea. Um, like the, I didn't know anything about travelers insurance. So that's like a huge plus. So now tell us what happens. So I wanted to get you to while you were there, like mask stuff, but mm-hmm. now what happens when you leave the Island, you have to test again, right. To get back into the U S yes. So you have to test again to get back to the U S um, and I mean, for Turks and Caicos, if we had tested positive and had accidentally, you know, gotten COVID on our trip, you have to quarantine and you can't come home. And I think you have to quarantine for 14 days. Wow. Yes, I did hear that. 
I actually um, was looking at, I, I told you this the other day, that um, there's a travel blogger I follow, love her. Um, yeah. And she, her, their, their website, if you guys want to ever check her out, is Top Flight Family. She went to the Maldives a couple of months ago and she was just talking about the protocols. And with the Maldives, they make you quarantine in your room for 24 hours of when you're getting there. I mean, you already have to test prior to going, get on the plane. But if you do have COVID, if you happen to have COVID and they're, you know, the Maldives, uh, we all know, like it's amazing. And, you know, their rooms are literally over the water. Um, so you can stay in your room the whole time. But if you do have COVID, they make you, you have to stay put and quarantine in your room, um, which also has a slide into the ocean. Um, and they, it's free of charge if you actually do get COVID. So wow. I just was like blown away by that uh, little yeah, fact. Yeah, that's insane. I know that also like with like Australia and Indonesia, like they all are making you quarantine upon arrival too. Yes, yes, I did hear that. Yes. I mean, uh, Canada was like that for a long time as well. Yeah, yeah. Canada was like that too, for sure. And the thing with Canada was that you didn't have a choice to your hotel. They were assigning the hotel for you. Right. And at one point it was for... Uh, 10 days, I think. So imagine like, yeah, uh, you know, being assigned maybe like a four seasons for 10 days. I mean, that would be amazing. But can you imagine the other end of that? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I mean, that would be kind of hard. But I, I knew I know a lot about um, the Canada Canadian policies, because my husband works with a producer that's from there. And a lot of times this year, he actually just wound up staying in the US because it was just too hard to go back home, see his family having have to quarantine, not be able to do anything. And then he had to, you know, fly back for work, um, you know, to California and it was just like too much. So he wound up staying in the U S a lot more. I mean, I think his family even came here and they did like remote learning for a period of time because he just literally couldn't do it, you know, with their, right. their rules. So that was like really hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's tricky, but I think we're moving forward. Hopefully. I mean, Omicron is just so incredibly contagious, but it also seems like, you know, vaccines are working and they're, they're hopefully keeping a lot of us out of our hospitals. So for sure, for sure. Although I will tell you, so Omicron is super contagious, you know, like there's so many school closures for our kids, but, right. um, it, the funniest thing is, is that I've spoken to like three different families and like they've had one family member have COVID, Omicron actually, and not them. And I, th I just think it's so odd that it's so contagious, but with families, it's not like, it's, yeah. it's not getting spread. And I, it's, I mean, I literally know probably more than three families that this has happened to, especially over the holiday season. Um, I do too. I do too. Yep. It's odd because the, you know, the members in the household are not getting it, but you're sitting next to a child in your class and you are. So it's just odd that who's getting it, who's not getting it. Um, okay. But back to um, travel and more better things to come because that's yes. what we're all hoping for. Um, so now that you're in your hotel, now what are the mask policies there? So we went to a private residence um, but I know the hotels are requiring masks, you know, within like the common area. So the lobby and the elevators and obviously like walking through a restaurant, necess not necessarily at your table, but just like common courtesy and respect. Um, but yeah, through definitely through the common areas, they're requiring the masks.
Now you were in the Caribbean, obviously the weather is gorgeous and a lot of the restaurants are like half indoor, half outdoor. Um, what, did you feel safe when you were eating out and like, how was that? So you walk into the restaurant, are you wearing a mask or you're not wearing a mask? We were, we were wearing a mask, but we definitely felt safe. Um, again, to your point, I think because so much of it was outside, like, like 70% of these lobbies have like an indoor outdoor to them. Right. And so I felt incredibly safe the entire time. I know that Turks and Caicos was also really great about getting all their citizens uh, vaccinated really early. They have they had very low cases of COVID even from the beginning. Right. So um, I I definitely felt safe and and also back to the fact that all the travelers, right? I know that everyone that has come as a tourist has been both vaccinated and and tested. tested. Right. And Tessa, I mean, Tessa is the number one, you know? Right. I mean, that, right. That's major for right. sure. And then, and then was it crowded while you were there and you were there over Thanksgiving? So, yes. so it was crowded, but not as crowded as I've seen it in the past. I think their numbers of tourists have come up. So I was there in, yeah, I was there in November for Thanksgiving and I think their numbers came up for like, you know, that week between Christmas and New Year's, and now for the winter holidays, I know they're anticipating a lot of travel. I'm sure. I, I feel like people are just ready. I feel like people are just ready to go. I know I am. I'm ready. Right. Like, get tell me when the kids are off from school, and I'm ready to go. Yeah, and like, I can't blame you. Like again, from the beginning of this conversation, we've discussed what and like how much it inspires us, and it rejuvenates our energy. And a lot of us have COVID fatigue. I think so. Oh, absolutely. For sure. For sure. Even like just like being like creatively blocked because I'm still like, I feel like it's Groundhog Day, you know, every day. Right, Um, right. Yeah. I mean, and so that's really good to know about international travel. So there is a possibility that we are traveling internationally next month. So I'm curious to see what the policies are over in Europe versus the Caribbean. So I'll definitely report back when I know more information um, and let you guys know what we need to do as far as like traveler's insurance and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I know now, like, obviously we have to get tested before we leave. So I'm going to be like a crazy person just keeping the kids like safe and making sure no one gets it. I mean, that's how I feel like we were when we went to Lake Tahoe. So I want to talk about that because that's domestic travel and that's a vacation versus a Caribbean vacation. Um, it was literally Christmas week and I like didn't want to do anything. We barely saw family for the holidays because I was just so afraid that our trip was going to get canceled because I was like, I need this trip to happen. Like I need to get on this plane. So I was kind of like a crazy person. I'll probably be like that next month as well. Yep. But um, yeah, I mean, just to get to that destination, you know, just to get there. So um, we went domestically again. So we didn't need to test, um, although I did test the kids, everyone before we left. And I also brought kits with me just in case like anyone was feeling sick. And I didn't know like what, you know, the status was of how to get a test easily, like a rapid test at their drugstores. Cause I know New York, it was literally sold out. You couldn't get anything. I know, um, yeah. Now that's, I think changing a little bit, but I brought everything with me just in case um, there was something. And so for us, we actually stayed in three different spots. Um, first spot was the Ritz Carlton hotel, which is amazing. And you did need to have a mask. Um, while traveling within, you know, the hotel, but mm-hmm. then also when you're talking about a ski vacation, you're, covered already like your face is covered you know right and you're wearing gloves 
like right. actually on the slopes. I, I never felt safer. And we were outside. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that- I think that like no matter where your your destination leads you, we've all been navigating this for so long that at this point, right, that we we know the drill. Like wear your mask, you know, be careful, um, have common courtesy, respect other people's space. It, I think it really comes down to the logistics of that, like, private business and what they're needing from you and and your travel day and what that looks like and the logistics around that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had the kids. I, like, told the I tried to, like, feed the kids before we actually even got on the flight. Like, and I was like, please just try not to, like, pull your mask down um, mm-hmm. on the flight. I have, like the Purell out. I had the antibacterial wipes out, like wiping down seats and trays and all that stuff. I like, I've always been like that, but I was like crazier than ever doing that for the kids. And then also I got to say the N95 masks. I, you know, we, I had so many pretty, I still do. I have like, you know, fun and pretty masks and they're so great, but I, we definitely switched to the uh, KN95 ones uh, during the holiday time as we're told that they're, better protection. We so did I, too. We did yeah. two bar flights. That's what we wore for the flights. Absolutely. I'm not, now we just, we literally wear them every day and I know they're disposable and not so eco-friendly, but um, it's just, I feel like something that it just protects the kids. So like every day I brought the colored ones for the kids. So they have different colors every day yeah. to make it a little Cute. more fun. Cause they're also they're definitely way more uncomfortable than the other ones are. So yeah, um, I would agree. I would agree. And they don't always like, they run a little large on my face. I really have to get it to fit my face and pinch it down and everything. Yeah, me too. I feel the same way. It's like going into my eye. And also it definitely dries out your skin way more than the other ones for sure. And and you can really tell the quality because they're so much hotter. Like it really warms your face compared to like, the pretty fabric ones, right? Mm-hmm. But ultimately they keep everyone safer. And when you're traveling and you're in such like close quarters together, I mean, it's the right thing to do is to wear the k 995 Absolutely. It's so funny that you said that because both kids took two masks yesterday and they said, um, we need to change them during lunchtime because we're sweating underneath. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, they're so right. Um, because they're wearing them all day at school. So I get it. But yeah, definitely doing that for sure. Um, and then, then you also went to California with your six month old. Um, yes, and I have to tell you that I was so much more impressed with the mask wearing in Los Angeles than I am here in the New York, New Jersey area. Really? Um, I think, yes, I think now, you know, we were in California for Christmas week and that was like when Omicron was really, really high and peaking here on the East coast. So I'm not quite sure what was unfolding physically here because we were away but I feel like at some point months back it was this like if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask anymore type of mentality here and I don't think that ever really got to the west coast at least not in the Los Angeles area where I was like everyone is wearing their masks even when they're out walking Yes, I agree. Um, I think it definitely changed. I feel like people are now doing that here. You're right. In my, my area, at least. I know we weren't, and I wasn't either. Like, I would, go, the minute I'd leave my apartment, I'd like pull down my mask, like if I'm outside. But right. now that's completely changed. It also keeps, it's also freezing here in New York City. So right. it kept me warm. It's kind of nice in the winter. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I was, I was very impressed with Los Angeles and, you know, the mask wearing inside a business is like mandatory. It's like you have to wear your mask going into like a drugstore, the grocery store. Where here I feel like it's not it's not quite mandatory for every business. Right. And now let me ask you about your flight. Like, did you see people like not wearing their masks, like pulling it down? Yes. Like, what did you see? Yeah. yeah. I did a lot more on that domestic flight. And I, I don't know if it was just because I was also in my head because I knew that not everyone had been vaccinated and tested the way that it was with the international flight. Yeah. Um, and so maybe I was overthinking it, you know, but I definitely feel like things were not as, um, I don't want to say regulated, but, you know, yeah, not as regulated with the domestic play. Everyone had to wear masks, but I feel like people were not wearing them as well. Right. Like the stewardess wasn't, weren't coming over to them being like, hey, put up, put up your mask. Right, right. Yeah, like I feel like that happened with our flight as well. There was like a guy coughing literally the entire flight and he kept pulling down his mask and coughing without even wearing his mask. And I was like, oh my God, please. Like, And I was just like, don't take down your mask. Don't eat. Don't do anything on plate. That's what I, I was told, like number one thing to do. Like try not to like eat or drink while you're on the plane. Like just keep your mask on and like covered your face. Even though the yeah. air is circulating and, and all of that stuff. I know. We had a, a a baby in the aisle next to us, and the baby was really sick. And, like, normally I would have, like, shared my son's toys with her, and, like, she kept looking at, like, what we had for our baby, and I didn't share with her, and it made me so sad because she was, like, coughing, and, like, you know, when the little kids are sick, it's kind of, like, just everywhere, and I was like, yeah, I know that's tough. That's tough. We can't share our toys right now. <laughs> <laughs> so now like, okay, I want you to tell people, so you are a first time mom and you mm-hmm. literally were traveling with an infant internationally and domestically this year in the height of like crazy town, you know, in the pandemic that oh, we were in. Yep. Yep. Now what, like, can you tell us like what tips that you have for like traveling with a baby? Like, I mean, it's been years since my kids are babies, but like keeping them happy on the flight and, you know, Quentin is too young to wear a mask at this point either too. So it's not like you have to worry about that, but, um, what, tell us some tips that you have for like any, you know, new moms out there looking to travel right now. Besides, besides the basics of like trying to always feed them for takeoff and landing for like the ear pain purposes, like whether you're breastfeeding or bottle feeding, formula feeding, um, finger food, anything like applesauce pouches, no matter the age, like it is recommended that you try to feed them for takeoff and landing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just keeping them warm. I mean, airplanes are cold. If socks are always falling off, try to find like a footy pajama that's nice and warm where like, you know, the feet are always covered. And then just for like germ purposes, um, I just like, as soon as we arrived wherever we needed to be, I immediately like stripped them into clean clothes and like whatever mm-hmm. blanket we were using on the airplane, like that immediately went in the wash. Like I just... I washed everything as soon as we arrived at our destination because I think that generally everyone is trying their best, but part of trying our best is doing exactly that. It was like, you know, washing our clothes as soon as we get home. Absolutely. And that was the other thing too, that I learned about the Maldives too. They actually take your clothes when you get off the um, plane and they actually wash them for you complimentary. 
because yeah, that is the yeah. dirtiest, I guess. Um, you know, that's where you're going to pick up and the germs. I did that even when the baby was born over the summer and we had visitors coming to either come help us or to visit him. Like as soon as they walked through the door, I had them go shower and put all their like travel clothes into the laundry because um, this was something that like my one of my best friends is a nurse. And this was something she had suggested because it was something she was doing with her scrubs at the end of a shift. Soon as she got home, she was like taking a shower and washing her scrubs. Um, That's such a good tip, really. I mean, I know I do it. I do it even with the kids. Like now, even when they get home from school, I'm like, go in the shower. <laughs> like we're taking yeah. showers a lot earlier than we used to, um, right? Because right. of that, like just get the germs off of you. And I know, like even myself too. Like after like a long day, like I'm usually a morning shower person. I mean, I still do in the morning, but I also shower at night now. Um, yeah. just to feel, I don't know, cleaner in this world that we're living in right now. And then also just like, I know tests have been really hard to come by lately, but having tests like ready for you at your destination and not to be taken right away, assuming that you probably took one before you left, but you know, a few days later, like three or four days later, just to check in and make sure you're not asymptomatic to anything you might've, you know, gotten traveling. Right. Absolutely. Um, I agree. And so when we arrived in Los Angeles, there were some tests ready for us. And we took them a few days in just to check in, even though we were feeling fine, because we're like, not only vaccinated, but boosted. We don't know, like we could be asymptomatic. And so we and just to protect other people around us, we tested ourselves about four days in. Yeah, I agree with you. We're, we're doing the same thing. I'm basically testing the kids once a week, yeah. um, regardless. I mean, Sela has had an exposure last week and uh, in school. So the school now sends you home with tests. So they tell you like when to test. Um, they have to test twice. Um, but we're doing it because just to feel like on the safer side. And then talk about like gear. So now did you, obviously you brought a stroller and a yeah. carrier. Yeah. So he was like four months when we traveled to Turks and Caicos and five months when we traveled to Los Angeles. So very much still in the carrier age. So I felt like the carrier was just so much easier, like juggling him through the airport just to have him on my body. Um, though we did have a travel stroller with us. We have like the Jules air stroller. We really love it. It's incredibly lightweight. Um, and so we had that with us and yeah, I mean the carrier is a huge plus now. He's also still young where he's on our lap. Um, but I know that, like, if they weren't on your lap, you'd need more gear than that. For sure. Um, we actually have a post on Stroller in the City about tips and uh, tips for traveling with, like, your young ones. And I wrote it a long time ago. I'm sure things have changed. Um, but you should definitely add to that, too. Yeah, yeah. Any kind of tips that you have with traveling with like infants. I mean, it, it's hard sometimes, especially I think the toddler stage is the hardest because they're, they can get up, they can walk and you definitely. Know, sitting on a long flight for them is, is definitely hard. And then also like just even having them like wear a mask too now. So that's like yep. a new thing that we have to worry about as parents. I mean, now my kids are like pro travelers. So like the only thing I do before we travel with them is, you know, just make sure that their backpacks are packed with like, you know, things for them to do. Um, their iPads are downloaded with a movie, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And um, lots just of snacks. Gotta have the snacks. Lots of snacks. Even though I told them that they can't eat on the flights. Like I was trying. Oh, I mean, they right. did. Uh, I mean, we, yeah. it was a long flight. The like flight to Tahoe is the same thing as, you know, basically going to Los Angeles, yeah. you know, cross country. So it's like a six hour flight. So, 
Um, it is a long flight. So they did have like one or two snacks while they were, but I was trying to make them not pull down their mask as much as they can, even like bathrooms, you know, like yeah. try, try not to use like the airplane bathroom, you know, let's try to do something so, else. I will also share like TSA's come a long way with traveling with like breast milk or formula. Um, and as long as like your formula bottle or, you know, whatever bottle you're using that has any sort of liquids is clear, they can just verify it without opening it. But if, you know, they have these ready-made formulas where the bottle that it comes in is not clear and they have to open it. And once it's opened, it has to be used within an hour. Oh my goodness. That's and like- so that is a tip I have is that if you're going to travel with ready-made formula, get the smaller size. They have two ounce sizes. I mean, it means that you're going to have to bring more bottles with you, but it's the small little two ounce bottles. But the small little two ounce bottles are clear. And so you don't have to open it and you can open it like, you know, six hours into your journey and still have it be okay to use. Where we had like, I think it was the eight ounce bottle (laughs) and they had to open it at security. And then I had to use it within that hour, but then I didn't have anything for the rest of the trip, which was fine because I had also brought some powdered formula as well. And I brought my portable breast pump. So I was able to pump like during the flight as well. But that was something I didn't realize is that the bottle has to be clear. If the bottle's clear, they can check it and allow you those fluids. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I also have another tip too. I was walking around with um, you know, Purell, obviously I ran out of my like little, whatever I had in my little tiny thing. So I wound up buying a bigger pump when we went, um, to Lake Tahoe and I just like used it in every hotel room that we had. I like left it out on the table or like I leave it in the car, the rental car that we had. And so on the way home, I had it in my bag because it is a pump now. And, you know, I, it would have just like splattered all over my luggage. And, um, the TSA guy, I thought he was going to take it. He took it out of my bag and he's like, no, I was like, I know it's liquid. Um, and I think it was, obviously it is over eight ounces, like a bigger bottle. And he's like, no, it's actually not considered liquid. It's considered gel. Wow. And you're allowed to have up to 12 ounces of this. Oh, interesting. In a carry-on. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that that was really interesting too. And I was like, oh, I thought he was going to take it from me. I was like, oh, great. Um, but no, he let me keep it. And he said that that that's different. I was calling it a liquid. He's like, no, it's a gel. So that was a tip too. Um, yeah. So if you want to bring that big Purell, you can yep. on a trip. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, so I think we, I think you covered amazing tips. I feel like I, I totally got an insight into international travel, which is definitely something that, um, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to two in the next uh, couple of months. And then, yeah, I mean, I feel like I know I said at the beginning of the show, like downside to travel. Um, I will share that they lost my husband's luggage uh, going to Lake Tahoe, which means all your ski stuff, um, having to buy it every single day. I mean, it was just, an, it was kind of a nightmare. It's now been, we, we're whole, we went the 1st of January. That's when they lost the bag. Yesterday was the 19th. We just got the bag back. Yeah, I mean, shocking that you would probably have like parted ways already with it. You probably thought it was long gone, but I did. But yeah, so it's just definitely something to like, you know, take into consideration too when traveling. Like if you can travel with a carry-on, I'd say travel with a carry-on. Didn't you travel with a carry-on? To go to Turks and Caicos, yes, because the weather permitted for, you know, lighter, smaller clothing. 
So we were able to get everything in three carry-ons, which is shocking with a baby. But um, for Los Angeles, even though it's still warmer than New York, New Jersey, it's still winter. And so we, I, I had to take a full luggage for there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't narrow down my clothes. I like to have options when I travel. So yeah. um, I could do a carry on if I had to, but um, not definitely not for ski stuff. We had to no. take it. And then the other downside is when we were on our way home in the air, we had a connecting flight. We were going to Dallas and then we were going from Sacramento to Dallas, Dallas to um, New York and our flight from Dallas to New York was canceled. So that's like something else to consider when traveling now. Um, I've never, in all the years that, you know, I have traveled, I never lost luggage. I have had canceled flights, but like they were kind of like rescheduled within like an hour or so. Um, never to the point where we had to like sleep at another, like at at another, you know, city and wait, you know, for our flight. So that happened to us too. So it's just something to like consider, like, Yes, now we're traveling a little bit more, but there are some downsides right now when traveling. And it's just something to like have in the back of your head um, just so you're not fully disappointed if any of these things happen. Yep. Yep. We didn't experience any hiccups, but just those logistical things we had to, you know, walk through to get us to Turks and Caicos and the Caribbean. But uh, for the most part, we had a great travel experience. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, I loved following along your trip. It looked amazing. And I feel like, um, you know, I know when I first had Ryder, you know, it took me, I don't think he was on a plane until he was two years old. It was definitely different when I had my daughters because I was like, oh no, we got to go. And the infant stage is actually the easiest to be on a plane. So I give you kudos for being like first time mom taking your four month old in the middle of a pandemic, no less, to the Caribbean and uh, over to a domestic flight to California. So I think that that was amazing. He was a rock star. And like you said earlier, the toddler stage is definitely the harder stage to travel with. Um, but, but Quentin was a rock star and he made it a breeze for me and my husband. I love it. Okay. So we're going to end this amazing podcast. I can't, thank you so much for joining me. I want to ask you one more question before we go. So any your next destination if you had to go anywhere where would it be uh you know my husband and i are pretty international i'm franco um american and he's canadian and so we're both really missing our international family that we haven't been able to see so i would love to get back to france to see some of our family there or canada to see some of our family there Um, so I think they're next on our list, but if we were dreaming, you know, dream location, uh, I know my husband really wants to get to Japan. He really wants to see that culture and and experience that country. Yes. You know, Gemma, Gemma's dying to go to Japan too. Oh, I know. Yes. (laughs) That's like her number one on her list. I love it so much. Yep. So those are mine. Where are you wanting to go? Oh gosh. I don't know. I want to go everywhere. I want to go to St. Bart's, um, last time we were there, the kids were so small. So I'd like love like just a beach vacation, but then also like I'm craving, um, the culture, like the European culture. Like, I mean, take me anywhere, Paris, Italy, Greece, like I'll just, I'll go anywhere. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully this, uh, trip in the works, which I'll keep you guys all posted on works out for February. 
Um, and yeah, I love talking about travel. I think you shared amazing tips for us. So I'm psyched about this. I mean, I learned, I learned within the last, you know, 30 minutes of us chatting. Um, and you can go on all of like the travel government websites and they, ha- they have links to everywhere where you can go for like a credible labs where you can go and get your tests, uh, where to submit your forms. I mean, they have made it incredibly user-friendly. You just have to be proactive and make sure that you have gone through all the steps. Good to know. That is good to know. Great tips. Well, um, In the City is every Thursday. Tune in. We'll have a new guest every week. I want to hear comments. I want to hear where you guys want to go. I want to hear your travel stories. So definitely leave them in the comments below. Thank you so much for listening to In the City. And Madison, thank you so much for joining me today. I loved our combo. Yes. Thank you for having me. And I hope everyone gets to travel sooner than later. Yes, 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 yes. All of it. All of it. Good things ahead for 2022. Oh my God. I almost said 2021. 2022. (laughs) All righty. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.